Blog Talk Radio. Good day, and God bless one and all. Welcome to Online on Fire Agape Radio Online, here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to On Fire Agape Ministries. My name is Reverend Brian Betsworth, and with me once again is the internationally infamous Reverend Dr. Samuel Dungu. How are you today, Dr. Sam? I'm doing wonderful. How gracious for you to welcome me like that. But remember, we are doing it a lot. Not about ourselves. Listeners, uh, thank you once again for tuning in. And I welcome you to explore with us that the Word of God, we get blessed together. That's right. That's right. That's why we're here. God's blessings and to spread the good news of Jesus Christ throughout the world. Amen. Amen. You know, Jesus has already given us eternal life. And someone gives you something like get excited. I want to tell everyone. Please join us in praising God. Well, and so much by his grace yes and once again this radio program is being brought to you by On Fire Agape Ministries you can check out our webpage at www.onfireagapeministries.org also you can email us if you'd like to Send some fan mail to Dr. Sam. I mean, he's got admirers in all quarters of the globe now. In fact, the paparazzi is beginning to follow him around, so we got to be careful about that, right? If they can come and get saved, <laughs> get to spend eternity together, they might be coming for their own benefit. God is not watching this way. We might have the paparazzi, but I'm not inviting them. I'm not <laughs> that famous and that... Don't want it. Okay, well, you can follow Dr. Sam and our uh, On Fire Agape Ministries on Twitter. Also, we're now at twitter.com forward slash On Fire Agape. We've also got some YouTube videos on our YouTube channel. You can uh, find us at youtube.com forward slash On Fire Agape. And you can call us if you like at area code 717-644-7852. I realize you may be hearing this program through Facebook or through email or something, but if you would like to go to our Blog Talk radio page, uh, it's at blogtalkradio.com forward slash on fire agape. Okay, now we've got all the plugs in, and it's about to get 
about time to get to our program. Today's program is entitled The Rivers and the Waters of Life. And I believe there's some significant meaning behind that, isn't there, Dr. Samuel? Yes, but before we get to that, which will come later, we want to talk about uh, the conditions that is going on in Kenya. There is uh, something really bad that happened. Uh, there were people who were evicted in uh, forest reservation by some invaders who occupied their lands and their homes. But instead of taking care of forests, they started cutting those, uh, cutting those forests, forest, cutting the trees down and burning them. And in the process, they destroyed the water catchment area. This water catchment is not only causing suffering to the people who are evicted, the people who now occupy a, a village called Donetsk, which they, uh, where they bought uh, some plots and settled there because they had nowhere to go, but it's affecting the whole of Kenya. Uh, the main rivers that used to flow from that area, from that catchment area, have almost all dried out. At the same time, uh, there was a major liver called liver jolo that was a permanent liver. This time this liver is uh, seasonal. It dries during the, the, the dry season. And this is very dangerous because this, cut water, this watershed is very important because it feeds into Lake Nakuru. Okay, so again you're talking about the environment and the social situation going on in your home country of Kenya. Yes, that's what is going on. Right, and, and we talked about a lot of this in the previous program, which was entitled Only by the Grace of God. And to our listeners, if you would like to check on our Blog Talk Radio page, again, blogtalkradio.com forward slash onfireagape, you can also listen to the program uh, just before this, only by the grace of God, get caught up on some of this. So, so again, what you're saying, uh, Dr. Sam, is when many of these people were displaced and pushed out of their homelands by some uh, intruders yes. and their land was stolen, mm -hmm. not only did these people steal their land and kill many of the people, yes. but they also began destroying the forests, cutting down the trees, just basically laying waste to the land, right? Yes, I don't know uh, whether they did not understand how their action was going to impact other people, or they don't understand the value of trees, and that's why it's so important to educate them and perhaps educate other people in Kenya that trees are a very important uh, component of natural landscape because of the prevention of soil erosion. You know that it also, the trees also increase the groundwater by reducing valuable water runoff to rivers and streams. Also, trees filter the rainwater as it flows across the land into rivers and reservoirs in, in the ground. Okay, so you're saying that it's destroying the the water uh, runoff areas. Yes, um, because the trees would kind of channel and filter the water into the natural um, runoff system that it had that goes into the rivers and streams and eventually into the lakes. That's what trees does. 
everywhere yeah. over the world. But mm -hmm. uh, since they are cutting trees there, they don't realize uh, the damage that they are causing. They are not only punishing the people they evicted, but they are destroying the, the, the land of Kenya, at the same time making a lot of people suffer as a result of their action. Okay. <clears throat> All right. And so how is it that you think this situation could be improved? What, what would you like to to see happen in the near future? The first thing is to enlighten the people what is happening there. For example, mm -hmm. they should, people should know that uh, Lake Nakuru is, is fed by the rivers that came from uh, that area. And the, the major river, River Jolo, was, not, was the only freshwater river that enters into Lake Nakuru. Now, Lake Nakuru is the home of uh, the flamingo birds, the lesser flamingos. Oh, yes. It's, Lake Nakuru is famous all over the world because of these wonderful birds. People oh, yes, I, I saw a movie just recently, uh, I Dreamt of Africa, where they were showing that lake yes. and driving through the edges of it with thousands of flamingos flying up. and That's what you're talking it's about, very right? It's very, very beautiful. Not only that, uh, when they realized how nice this lake is, uh, there were people who are very smart, who, are, who had uh, vision, so they created game park, a game park surrounding the lake, so there is a, a rich or a different type, variety of wildlife. So people come to see flamingo as well as see elephants and rhinos and other, uh, other uh, animals. And as a result, the economy is boosted through entry fee. So uh, the economy of the country is being boosted, uh, and when, when, when this happens, uh, uh, the, when the river dries out, that means the animals are going to die. At the same time, the local residents are able to get jobs. So I'm very concerned, and people should know that, and uh, perhaps do something about it. I see. Okay. Well, you are doing something about it. You're here online with your worldwide platform speaking out about it, and I commend you for that. By the grace of God, that's, that's very good. And I um, have someone like you who is uh, listening and uh, helping us to pass the word. So as, as a concerned citizen, sometimes we should speak out even when uh, things are not popular. Well, as we've been hearing, we are citizens of the world, right? Yes, yes mm -hmm. we are. So um, the destruction of uh, this uh, watershed is causing problems. And uh, this tragedy is not only in Kenya, but it's threatening to extend in further countries. One of, uh, for example, that area, the rivers that come from that area, mm -hmm. especially the western part of that area, it, they feed into one of the largest freshwater bodies in the world, Lake Victoria. And you know Lake Victoria is the source of the river now. So if these people are allowed to continue to do that, we might find that, that the water level of Lake Victoria has decreased, and this in turn affects the river now, which uh, many people depend on, including people as far as in Egypt. All right. So, again, you're talking about the western half of Kenya primarily, the Rift Valley. Yes. The Great Rift Valley there. And the whole river catchment water uh, 
water area, what do they call it? A watershed. Yes. Basically, that flows uh, through the streams and the rivers into the lakes, eventually Lake Victoria, which if you look on the map of Africa is a huge lake down in sort of east-central uh, Africa. Yes. Which flows north in the River Nile. Yes. Okay. And you're saying that that whole system is being jeopardized. Yes. By the actions that this small group of people are taking in your part of Kenya. Exactly. That's what is happening. All right. The eastern part has rivers flowing to Lake Nakuru. The western part have rivers flowing into Lake Victoria. And if something is not done, uh, these the people, are, these people, this small group of people, are continuing their activity. They might affect Lake Victoria. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, now you know, when human beings are threatened with lack of water, we should remember that God is the one who gave the river the appointed courses. So, so we cry out to Him to help us and enlighten us and do something for do something for us. And we should also remember that God is the one who gave uh, water its unique quality. You know the qualities of water? Your water has some peculiar qualities. Did you know them? Yes. The, uh, the properties of water are among the many evidences of God's design of the universe. For example, the water expands when it freezes. That's and this right. allows animals like fish... Mm-hmm to exist at the bottom of the ocean. Right. Now, water cannot be compressed, okay, by its own weight. Therefore, these animals cannot be, uh, cannot die under the weight of water. So, instead, the water expands. So, and it's the only, the only liquid that does that. If water was compressed, it would be so heavy that it would sink to the bottom. So God knew what he was doing when he gave water these qualities, and we should also take care of water instead of uh, uh, ignoring it and, and, and having to go through this kind of fear of lack of water in the future. Well, water is, especially fresh water, is the single most precious um substance on earth is, you know, it it is a source of life Yes, in many ways. Yes. And now people are afraid uh, because they can see that perhaps in the future or even some people now are facing the, the shortage of water. So when people are faced with water shortage to quench to quit their thirst, they are very afraid. And uh, the children of Israel face this situation on their journey to the promised land. Fortunately, God was traveling with them. They were thirsty. They were in the desert. They were on their journey to the promised land. And they didn't have water to drink. It was uh, it, it was a very dangerous uh, position in which they were. But then God was traveling with them, mm-hmm. and they knew that. But instead of going to God, they cried into Moses. They started complaining to Moses, Telling Moses, why did you bring us to the desert to die? But they could have gone to God directly. But then Moses went to God, 
and God provided for them. He did not hold against them. He told, Mo he told Moses that he was going to, prov to provide water, and this is how he, he did it. He said he was going to stand on a lock on the mountain, and Moses was to smite the lock with his staff, the staff that uh, he had used to do a lot of miracles, mm -hmm. the same staff that he had smitten the Red Sea, and there was a way made for them. Remember we, we talked that last time? Yeah. And Moses obeyed, and when he, when he obeyed, he smite the lock. He sm with, with that, he smote it. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and the water came out. All right, all right. So you're, you're going now to the story of Moses again. Yes. Leading the children of Israel yes. out of Egypt. Yes. Okay, let's stop and take just a deep breath here for yes. a moment. Yes. I know this is an emotional, you know, very emotional thing for you. Um, and you've been getting excited. So yes. take a deep breath. <laughs> I love it. Say a prayer to the Lord. Amen. Uh, and the privilege to give the people the knowledge of what he did. Yes, and, and go ahead and speak right up. Amen. Tell the story. Brother. So, um, Moses made the lock, and the water came out. Yes. But the, then you might wonder what's going on here. The lock actually was a picture of Jesus Christ. He was the lock that was going to be smitten. That means... In other words, he is the one who was going to die. Smiting the lock meant dying on Calvary for to atone for our sin. So he was giving the story. He was as as he always does. He was using the children of Israel to tell what was coming. Okay, mm -hmm. so he was going to die on Calvary for our sin. He was the lock, and the water was the Holy Spirit. Remember when he was be, was being hanged on the cross? There's uh, a soldier that... Uh, uh, when he was being pointed, crucified, when after he had died, they wanted to make sure. Yes. So the Roman soldier stabbed him in the side yes. to make sure he was dead. Yes. And out came blood and water. Yes. That exactly, that was reflecting what happened in there in the desert that uh, when, when that lock was smitten by Moses, mm -hmm. water came out. So, but the water here represents the Holy Spirit. Remember what, what he said when he, he, he was going to die, he was going to send his Holy Spirit. So water, most of the time, represents the Holy Spirit. I see. Okay, I see what you're saying. And, and you're comparing the rock to Jesus Christ. Yes. Of course, we, we hear that Jesus was the chief cornerstone yes. on which this would all be built. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. And so now, again, you're stressing the importance of water, yes. not only physically and environmentally, yes. but also spiritually. Yes, it was a picture, remember? Mm -hmm. Yes, water came out. Also at the same time, when the Holy Spirit came, mm -hmm. when we allow him to enter into us, he guides us. He leads us to Jesus Christ. So he, will, he gave us the Holy Spirit. But Moses did not understand that at the beginning. No. And we are going to see how he did not understand it. Because as they continued with their journey, the children of Israel wanted water once again. Mm -hmm. And God said he was going to bring the water from a rock. But this time, he, was, uh, he, he, did not, he told Moses to speak to the rock. But Moses was so angry with the children of Israel, 
instead of doing what God asked him to do, he actually split the log again. But water came out. He hit the rock with his staff again. Yes, he hit the rock with the Instead of speaking to it like God told him to. Instead of doing uh, speaking to it like God had told him to do it. Okay. And that was very, very bad, and God was angry with him. Because this meant Jesus uh, that Jesus Christ was going to be crucified again, was going to die. And you know, he only died once and for all for our sins. <laughs> Smiting the rock once again is like saying he was going to be uh, crucified once again, and that was not the way it was supposed to be. So when God asks you to do something, he's very particular about his pictures. And because Moses brought that picture, he was not allowed to enter to the promised land. When they came to, it came to the time of the children of Israel to enter to, in the promised land, he was not allowed to enter the promised land. And uh, I want us to qualify this uh, in the place where Moses uh, was told by God to hit the log and the water was going to get out, to come out. And this is Exodus 5, 6. Oh, you'd, you'd like, to, yeah. like to hear Exodus 17. Exodus 17, 5 to 6. That was the first time when God asked Moses to smith the log and water was going to come out. Okay, the Lord answered Moses, Walk on ahead of the people. Take with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your hand the staff which you struck, with which you struck the Nile. And go, I will stand there before you by the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people of Israel. For the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the place Massah and Meribah. Because the Israelites quarreled. And because they tested the Lord saying. Is the Lord among us or not? Yes. So you can see the water came out of the rock. When Moses strike it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And now as I said. The water represented the Holy Spirit. We are going to, we are going to read Act 2, 33, and see what uh, the water represented. Acts 2, verse 33. Yes. All right. Uh, it says, Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Yes, so he poured out the Holy Spirit after he ascended into heaven, and the Holy Spirit is guiding us, and that's the one that is represented by the water that mm-hmm. Moses uh, came out of the log when uh, Moses struck the log as he was advised by, by the Lord. Now, when Moses was asked to, um, to speak to the log, he smitten again. So we are going to read Deuteronomy 4.26 and see how God felt when he smitten the lock a second time. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 26. Yes. All right. I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you this day that you will quickly perish from the land 
that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You will not live there long, but will certainly be destroyed. Well, I think we have missed, right? Deuteronomy 4, 26. Yeah, that's what it was. He's talking about crossing the river Jordan okay. uh, into the promised land. Okay. Um, so, again, he's uh, calling heaven and earth. They had not been obeying him okay. as, um, as Moses did not, even when he was commanded the way to do this. Okay. Now, we have five minutes left in the program. Many years afterwards, Moses was allowed to enter to the promised land. Mm -hmm. But he was not allowed to enter the promised land for the first time when the children of Israel were were entering the promised land. Mm -hmm. He was to perish before entering the promised land. But when Jesus Christ came, and lived with us as a man, Moses was allowed to see the land that he had missed. And the way it happened was Jesus was praying in the mountain. This is called the mountain of transfiguration. And uh, all of a sudden, he was transfigured. His face started shining like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling, and two men, appeared, Moses and Elijah, and they started speaking to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the subject which they were speaking was the way that that he was going to fulfill God's plan by dying on the cross. And he was going to be crucified in Jerusalem. Last time, Moses understood the picture, that the picture he had uh, spoiled, of being smitten was that that picture of Jesus dying on Calvary. And when he smit the Lord for the second time, he realized that Jesus was, was talking of dying on the cross only once. And when he did it for the second time, he realized why he was not allowed to enter in the promised land. But he, God is God. Jesus was God. And he answers prayer. He was able, even Moses after he had died, he was able to be answered his prayer, and he was able to see the Lord that he had uh, missed. Okay, amen. Well, we all make mistakes, and the best we can do is remain faithful to God and do our best not to sin once we become born again, correct? Yeah, and even if we sin, remember, God does not see our sin. That's right. He sees Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, you follow him because he atoned for our sin. He paid for our sin. We can never be good. We cannot do good works to atone for our own sin. If we believe that Jesus has done that, the work is finished. So our sins are done away forever. Amen. Well, thank you, Reverend Dr. Samuel Dungu, today. And I'd like to thank all of our listeners today. I hope that you uh, 
heard some message from God coming through during this program, the, the rivers and the waters of life. Once again, my name is Reverend Brian Betsworth. You're listening to On Fire Agape Radio, from coming to you from Myerstown, Pennsylvania, and On Fire Agape Ministries. And we don't like to end our broadcast without inviting you. If you have been touched by these words, please repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, come into my life and make your uh, home there, and from now onward, guide me, and I am yours. Amen. Amen. 